We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders they're predestined to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, it's your meat episode of the week, and I'm so excited to have you here. But you know the first thing we're going to do on The Lion Within Us, Scripture, okay? Scripture this week, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, okay? 7 and 8. Now, if you missed the spiritual kickoff, go back and check that out. I dug through this scripture pretty deep, but here we go, guys, for, for Proverbs 3, 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So guys, again, great scripture right there. Go back, check that SKO out if you missed it. Now, for today, this we are breaking some new ground, my friends. We're going to be talking about Christian hip-hop, Christian movies, and this is all new territory for Chris, okay? So this is, this is I'm a very excited... We brought in with us the award-winning film and music producer, Domingo Guyton. He is a man with a powerful story, guys, okay? He overcame a lot of misguided and troubled life as a young man when he actually grew up in Boston. But he actually was was able to take that and turn it into a, a man of purpose and intent. And he really has done a wonderful job of, of educating and elevating adult and young men through Christ and the, through the stuff that he's doing with music and and movies and things like that guys so he's been nationally recognized for his music guys uh and he has also won awards at several film festivals he even gives us a, a, a sneak peek into some of his rap music in this conversation so you don't want to miss that it was a lot of fun when we got to that part so guys i think you're going to enjoy this when we talk about a lot of different things we talk about areas of 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 christian film and and music that Quite frankly, I just didn't know it existed. So hopefully this opens your eyes to the different types of, 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 of media that is out there, in particular that you can start working and or incorporating into your own personal life. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Domingo Guyton. Domingo Guyton, welcome to The Line Within Us. How are you doing today? Uh, my brother Chris, I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me on here. Man, I tell you what, it's been exciting. So when when your when when your people reached out to me and said, "Look, there's this guy Domingo Guy, and he's doing these phenomenal things out here in in, in the Christian world so far as hip hop music and uh, movies," I must admit, you're the first that's come to me like that. So I was like, "I'm intrigued. You got me. You got me." Then I watched your uh, your your trailer for your movie. I'm like, "This is awesome." So, oh, man, man, maybe share a little bit with our with our listeners about your story and uh, just let them know a little bit about you, man. Man, my name is Domingo Guyton. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and currently living in Atlanta, 
Georgia. Been here about eight years and uh, just fired up for the Lord, man. What a journey. You know, he's he's had me on a on a wild road. And I just I thank the Lord that I'm alive to be able uh, to experience it and Mm. be able to share some of the crazy stuff that that these eyes and hands have been able to get involved with. So it's been an encouraging time, if you will. Uh, I mean, my story, man, grew up in a rough neighborhood, went through a lot of tragic stuff, got out of there. Where, where was to, that at? Where'd you go? I was up in at? Boston. In Boston, okay. in Boston, yeah. And then I graduated high school and I got out of Boston. I ran an hour west to Worcester, literally, like ran, j- jumped in a car and got out of there. Okay. And I kind of just went there and restarted my life. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't give my life to the Lord until I was about 26. So it was a, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy wild run. That's yeah. just what I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. But uh, the Lord changed my life around 26. I began to walk it, I believe, around 28. And from there, it's just been all uphill for, for the Lord, man. It's been all uphill. I was doing music, secular, and began to, um, you know, some of my songs had got chosen for um, Just Deal TV show, mm-hmm. another um Spring Break Lawyer out of MTV and uh, Paramount Pictures. And then um, I should have this stuff written out so that I'm sitting here trying to trying to think of it. Um, 90210. 90210 picked up my song. And then Lincoln Heights, another uh, TV show, they picked up. And this was all stuff that was secular. And yeah. the Lord had said, nah, nah, I got something else for you. And so he snatched me out of all of that. And uh, after I gave my life to the Lord, I began to do more content that was uplifting uh, of the community, more stuff that connected uh, history to where we are. And I also started doing material that would be Christ-centered. So that's been since about 2004. Okay. So I'm curious. So you you were doing a secular rap and the transition so you when you're going transitioning from secular rap to more christian focus what's the hardest part with that because i mean i I love i love christian rap i mean there's a few christian rappers that i mean you can really i I didn't realize you know how awesome that christian rap world was until i got into it because i was in the secular rap before too right but then when i came over i'm like this is not gonna be this gonna be terrible then it's like oh my this is this is this is awesome right so what about you that transition was it hard well, for me, I've always been one who is straight up and honest about where I am. Mm-hmm. So even when I was in the secular world and I was doing music, I wouldn't talk about guns and I wouldn't talk about selling cocaine and crazy stuff because that's not what my life was like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I when I was younger, I was involved with some crazy, like I said, crazy stuff. Once I graduated high school, it wasn't. So I talked about what was real in my life. And so what was real at that time was going out to the clubs drinking, you know, marijuana, the women. And so that's what I talked about. And I I was just true to who I was. Mm -hmm. And once I, once my life began to change, I began to, I started reading more history books. So then I started talking about history and I was just real about that. So then when the Lord changed my heart and my life, I just talked about what was real and what God did for me. And it was a, it was a platform for my testimony. Mm-hmm. And I just I've always been one who's been real to whatever's going on in my current in my current life. 
Right. And that's and so Christ was current. And so I just said, let's go ahead and just talk about Christ and 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 go hard. Like when I was out there in the clubs and when I was out partying, man, we'd be up all night. You know, we we start around eight o'clock and we just be sitting there drinking and you know, ironing clothes and then we get prepared and then we go to the club. We're in the club from ten thirty till about two. Then we got drive home and then the after party at the house. So it's like when you come to the Lord, why not go ahead and let's hang out all night for the Lord. Right. Let's let it all hang out for the Lord. We don't have to get all holier than thou and, and, and you know, I can't go out past nine thirty. No, let's go ahead and hang out late for the Lord. And so that same kind of zeal, being able to have that, you know, and looking at what God did for me and being excited about that. Yeah, man, that is intense. So I'm I'm curious. So from your Christian rap standpoint, any songs that you that you that you made that really jumped out that maybe were your favorites? I love to to kind of give a uh, give our listeners a little taste here. Yeah, I have a few favorites. Uh, one of them is called "Goodbye." Goodbye to the world. Okay. Goodbye to the guns. Goodbye to the drugs. Goodbye. So that's that's one of my one of my favorites. Um, is is a song called "Goodbye." If you look on any platform. And yeah. You put in Domingo Guyton goodbye. You'll 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 be able to check that out. So that's well, one of my favorites. Um, we're gonna put that in the show notes. We're gonna find that too, Domingo. We're gonna put that in the show right. notes. So you listeners, go go yeah. check the show notes out so you can find that. Yeah, another one would be but now I, and it's okay. but now I, and so that's another one. Just talking about what God had brought me from, and but now I. Rock for the God who saved me out the depths of hell. Hell on earth. Devil, he played me. I wasn't a street thug. I was a punk, matter of fact. I was scared of the streets, so a gun I would pack. And uh, But now I. See. Now, see. Yes. We didn't talk about this, Domingo. <laughs> this is on my this is on my, my notes here, because I was going to call you out. I, I was going to make you. I was going to. Well, was not going to make you. I was going <laughs> to ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about the of your Christian rap. So, I mean, you just went through, uh, but now I, uh, how about goodbye? Yeah. Anything from goodbye you want to share? Like give us a verse mm. to that. I think I said, well, where's my book? I got my book over here. I can cheat a little bit if that's okay. That's fine. Cheat away. Cheat away. <laughs> Cause I, with, with, with the Lord has blessed me with probably a little more than 350 songs. Oh, wow. Over 28 years. So it's hard to remember all of these lyrics, but I do have goodbye here. I'll, I'll read a piece. Okay. I'll read a piece of goodbye for you. Um, the world had me smoked out, loped out, chasing chicks, making personal flicks on my own, no doubt. Giving cats a peek into the life of a true player who got played in the end. God gave him a new prayer. I used to be in the club holding the wall. Telling lies in these girls' ears, yeah, I told them all. Like, girl, you so fine, you need to go buy me a drink. Tell that cat to buy it for you, then walk by me and wink and hand it over. Although my man is sober, the plan is no buts. I'm staying elevated like the seats on a Land Rover. I might dip a swerve off the beat, but I'll come right back because we all know that talk is cheap. And so that's just a little bit. I used to walk with heat, knew some girls that set me up. I got pistol whip. I'm glad God didn't let them wet me up. The same cats are doing double life. They killed two cousins for a chain and some shameless hype. Goodbye to the world. Goodbye to the guns. And uh, yeah, that's a little piece Man. of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, guys, you've heard it here first on the line with Dennis. We're breaking new ground. We actually have a rapper 
giving us give us some Christian rap here live, guys. It doesn't get any better. Thank you. I, I did not Amen. realize you were going to share so much. That was awesome. Amen. Thank you, brother Chris, for having me. And thank my brother Ivan for making it happen. You know, Ivan Thomas, man, he's doing some great things. You know. Amen, man. And I'm curious. So, you know, when Ivan and I were talking about having you on, he was talking about the pain cycle, Domingo, and and, and how we can get stuck in that pain cycle. And it's hard to get out of that and to and to get into the true purpose of life, what we've been called to do. So, man, would you mind sharing why do so many guys in particular get stuck there in that pain cycle? I believe we get one of the reasons we get stuck in the pain cycle is because we haven't had any male role, role models who can show us how to get out of it. Mm, OK, most of the male role models that we know are still in the pain cycle. They're trying to use weed. To cover it up, they're trying to use alcohol to cover it up. They're trying to use multiple women to cover it up. And so they're stuck in the, in the pain cycle. A lot of older men. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad was a functioning alcoholic, stuck in the pain cycle. He was using alcohol to try to, to make him feel better yeah. and to cope with everyday life. Right. And so I think a lot of men, older men, have been stuck in the pain cycle. And so it's, that's what we do as younger men. Mm-hmm. We follow what our daddy did. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think you're all over that. And, and it's so interesting that you went straight to no male role models. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I know we have, we've gone through COVID. We have all these pandemics. But I'm telling you, man, from my point of view, and it's just one man's point of view, the the fatherlessness, that is a that is the, a major pandemic. And, and the impact that it's having on this country and, and, and people around us, you know, just having strong male you know, role models in the house. It, it's so it's, 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 you can't even put words around it, how big an impact it has on that next generation. I think that's what you just spoke to. Mm-hmm. What I think what's amazing is the amount of men who have current daddy issues mm. and not being able to resolve those issues with dad, whether he died or he left or he went with another family or he just wasn't there for you, or he was all about his career, or whatever thing, I, whatever the case is. I, it's just amazing how many men are currently struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, however their dad is handling issues, that's typically how a lot of us will do it also. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what's your, what's your uh, take on masculinity, you know, the church? Where do those two worlds come together? What are you seeing there? Because because this is what we talk. We talk and now look. We talk about the hard stuff. I get it. And, mm-hmm. and but the guys out there listening, they they know we we're going to talk about it because we got to get there. So we're talking about fatherlessness and the impact that's having on men. But then in the church in general, it's been really feminized. The bingo, at least from my point of view, love to get your point of view and just understand what what are you seeing and what could we be doing differently to make an impact. Again, even some of the pastors who are, you know, for, for the male pastors who are running the church, they haven't dealt with issues. They're mm. still they're still hurting. And so what a pastor position gives them is gives them power. Mm-hmm. It gives them money. It gives them a say. It gives them people following them. Influence. And a lot of them, a lot of them haven't dealt with their daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And so they bring the daddy issues to the church. That's one example. Another example, you, you mentioned the church being very. Uh, feminized, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the women have had to step up and yep. the women have had to step up to f- cover the gaps and where the men weren't doing what they're supposed to do. And in many ways, you find majority women 
that are in the church, you'll find majority male leadership in our churches, but you'll find majority women patrons or Mm -hmm. tithe payers or (laughs) so. So uh, there is a place uh, with the feminized men. There has been a even I was watching something about the culture of some of our uh, historically black churches being Uh a a haven for homosexuality. Uh And again, here we are. We're talking about men who are in church who are touching on little boys we're talking about men who are in church who are not dealing with some of the issues that they dealt with as young as as youngsters and again using that or not necessarily using it but since they haven't coped correctly they're yeah. just passing it on to the next generation right right that's amazing man that, that that's so impactful and i'm curious we, we we're gonna have to unpack ideas what can we be doing i mean what, what are you seeing i mean you're you're a strong christian man obviously you're out there doing things for the lord from the church standpoint maybe what, let's just start there and then we can move to the home but from the church standpoint what can men be doing to make that to make that impact to really be uh you know that 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 driving force inside the church to help come along beside the pastors right and and help them you know deliver that message i believe the men have to get on their knees so there's a there's a piece of humility and there's a piece of a lot of us, a lot of men just believe that they're their own God. And so they're God of their house. They're God of their job. They're God of the things that they put. And it's like thou shalt have no other gods before hmm. G.O.D., capital G.O.D. himself. And so right. we got to get broke down out of our pride. I know that was a big thing for me. We got to get down on our knees, begin to pray. We need to let our families see that we're broken. Let our families see that we are leaning on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's and getting to the the crucial backbone of what Jesus Christ told us to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he gave us a commandment. First of all, love the Lord, your God, all your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so we have to love those that are treating us wrong. We have to love, we have to be the example for our household. First of all, you know, we're having, me and my wife are kind of going back and forth. If I get sucked into that, I'm not showing them how to deal with it the way Jesus would deal. So I'm already, I'm failing at the house, but you asked about church. So the first thing we got to do is get on our knees. We need to be in our own word. And Mm -hmm. we can't expect the pastor to be doing what God is going to do for us. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to spend that time with the Lord. So when we get around other believers, then we can share what God has been doing in our life all week. Not go to the church empty on Sunday looking to get filled up by the pastor. Because now you're relying on this individual who's broken, who is going to have flaws, who is going to be messed up. But you need to be in your own word and you need to be praying during the week. You need to be the head of your household during the week. So when you get to church, you're already fueled up, ready to go. Amen. Hey, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Most men know what it's like to do life in a vacuum and feel isolated on the journey. We believe every man needs a community to help them become the men they were created to be. More than just a website or podcast, we are a community of Christian men who are committed to supporting and encouraging one another on our journey 
become the best versions of ourselves. We are men who have fought the good fight and come out victorious. The lion within us is here to help you stop feeling lost, defeated, and alone. Instead, find community and connection with other men that will help you achieve your goals, live a life of purpose, and be the leader God intends you to be. Visit thelionwithin.us to join the new growing Lions Den community today. So, Domingo, you're all over it, right? We, we need to be doing it, that work. And I tell guys all the time, look, if you're, if you're counting on one center to be your, your entire God on one, mm-hmm. one hour a week, you, you completely missed the purpose. You, you've missed it, right? You've missed it. it. This is a daily, that sanctification every day. You got, it's an everyday process, right? Mm-hmm. And we're missing that. But I'm, I'm curious. Let's go back to church for one minute. What can we be doing at the church to engage guys more? Because I hear some guys talk about, well, I don't want to go sit and sing songs where it sounds like Jesus is my boyfriend and hear some guy talk to me for an hour <laughs> about like, you know, stuff that doesn't relate to my life. So Yo. some what, what what can we do to come along to maybe help that worship part? Because this I know this is big. Music is big to you in your world yeah. to, to really connect with the men, the next generation of men to want them, that want them to come there. Right. Man, that's a great point. We have to actually be looking at the context of our services. If mm. we want men to be involved, you got to listen to what the men are saying. Mm. And worship doesn't have to be songs that sound like Jesus is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there could be, that's not only what worship is. That's mm-hmm. not only what it's about. And so if we have to diversify and look at, we have to stop singing so many Bethel and so many Hill songs. Maybe we need to let allow a, a gentleman to get up and maybe there's some poetry he wrote in honor of the Lord. Maybe we can use that. That's a piece of worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get the men involved. Get get those around us that are involved. Maybe mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for someone who does some rap to get up and do something in honor of, of the Lord. Um, right. And that's what I'm just thinking. We have to there, are, you know, with the the Bible doesn't say this particular genre, this is worship. Or, mm-hmm. or even similar to, I think it, I think I heard something about um, they were trying to evangelize to some of the um, um, believers overseas, and they were saying we have to bring a Hammond B three organ over there because these people in in the Congo, these people over here in in this part of Africa, they're not going to be able to worship God without the organ. And it's like who said that? Who makes that up? So wherever the context is, if it's just drums and hand drums and you guys are out there, worship God. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, make a joyful noise. And so you should just be happy and glad about what God has done for you. It doesn't have to look like a particular genre of music. Yeah. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Now I'm curious. So like outside of the week, outside of the church service, you know, you mentioned when you, when you found the Lord. You were all in. You know, it's like you're an all in type of guy, right? And you, you that that whole club scene didn't just shut down from what well, shut down from the club scene to now. But you're still you can be rocking out for Jesus all night, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what, what does that look like during the week for guys trying to give them? I'm trying to paint a picture of things they could be doing during the week to engage their their. I call it their lions. Then you may call it your yeah. your men's group, whatever you want to call it, to get you know to 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 be able to grow together in discipleship. I mean, it's just literally get, it's doing what they did in Acts, getting together, breaking breaking bread, 
making sure nobody has a want that's not that's unmet. I right. mean, that's what they did in, in the early church. And so the men, I mean, get together, go do top golf, get together, go yeah. bowling or go to play basketball on Saturday or go play a football game with each other or whatever. Get the young people involved. That's one thing we did at my church in Boston that I miss. Every fourth Saturday, we would get together and every Saturday we would play basketball. Okay. Seven to seven to nine a.m. I got to ask you now, church league basketball. That, to me, some that's the roughest leagues out there. So oh that? man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because because you get an opportunity to you say basketball, you're going to get a whole bunch of people right. who are probably not walking with the Lord. They just like to play ball. That's a great. But, that's a great opportunity, though. Right? It's a great opportunity. But then what happens is some of them go fouling or you know do us some hacking or, or hard foul on one of these new believers, and then they're like, wait a minute, I thought you was a Christian. Why are you swearing? And so they got they get to see the the real side, or they get right. to, not necessarily real, they get to see the sanctification in process. That yeah. I, I'm not fully redeemed off of some of these that's some of these things that I used to struggle with. That's right. And and so I think it's a perfect opportunity to let um non believers see that Christians are real people. They're not right. these people who walk around you know, one guy told me, he said, man, I, I can never be a Christian. I said, why can't you be a Christian? He said, because I do too much wrong. I said, it's not about doing wrong and doing right. It's believing and asking God for help. If you go in, if, if you go into God already having it figured out, then what's the point of God being there? Right. And so right. you go to God with your hands open saying, Father, you got to help. You right. got to. And, and the Lord says, I can step into that. I can. But somebody who's got it all together and they, they don't never curse and they don't never do nothing. It's like, well, what's the point of having? I guess you were already saved. You came out of the womb saved. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for some of us, we struggle with something. It might be drinking. I had one guy tell me, he said, man, I don't have an issue with women. I don't have an issue with drugs or alcohol. He said, my issue, if I'm walking down the street and somebody dropped their wallet, mm-hmm. he said, that's my issue. He said, somebody mm-hmm. dropped their wallet. He said, I'm looking around. I'm seeing and I'm starting to, he said, that's where I need God's help. Right. My first instinct is not to give these people back their money. Right. <laughs> but for me, that's not, for me, that's not an issue. But for right. me, you know, eating the wrong foods is an issue. Gluttony. Right. That's something I deal with. So we all have stuff that we deal with. And I think it's perfect to allow non-believers to see that we are human. We have been saved by grace, right. but we are not perfect. Right. And God can God can help all of us. That's why that's why he's here. We need to show that more. I mean, yes. I, I've heard I've had so many guys tell me before, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming to church and I'm a bunch of hypocrites. And I say, all, and I always say, you're right. And we've got room for one more. So yeah. come on, you know, because at the end of the day, we're, we're, we all fall short of the glory of God. And then you, you mentioned gluttony. Same thing. Same thing, bro. Like I struggle with that. You know, I cannot out exercise the fork. I try to, but it, it never works, you know. And but then to to your point, you know, with the with the basketball league, I've ran that league a couple times with our church. And when you get a hard foul, and you grew up like me, I didn't grow up in the church. It's easy mm-hmm. to let a word slip out. It just is yeah. <laughs> when when you yeah. get that hard foul, right? It just it's easy to let it slip. So in those moments, though, that's a that's a teaching opportunity, or to or at least to share with with others around you that, hey, I'm not perfect. I slipped. You know, and maybe you repent right there and they see that repentance, yeah. right? The if repentance. they see that repentance, yes. all of a sudden, okay, it may start clicking for the, for a young believer or somebody who hasn't accepted Christ yet. 
Yeah, and I think sometimes there are believers who use that as an excuse. So they'll just curse and they'll just, you know, drink a bunch of alcohol in front. Like, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with alcohol. You know, Jesus turned water to wine. I can, and they're sitting out there drinking and getting drunk with the people. And it's like, see, that's why a lot of right. people say they don't want to deal with Christians because right. you guys are hypocritical. That's a hypocrite right there. Right. Somebody just having a casual drink, not being drunk. Say, hey, right. you want another beer? No, I don't want another one. Because if right. I drink another one, it's going to be over the edge. Right. And as a believer, I don't have to drink two. I can drink one. That's right. And I think that being able to show the humanity, show I can't handle two. Right. Or, I, or if it's if I'm in a group, in a crowd, I'm in public, I'm not even going to have one. Right. Because it, somebody might look and say, wait a minute, isn't that the guy? And so anything that might cause someone to stumble, again, these right. are things that we need to make sure that we're doing when we're in the midst of non-believers. Man, that's such wisdom right there. I mean, I, my favorite pastor, he does a thing called a, um, every list he, he he writes every year. He writes out one, like one affirmation, one thing that he has a gratitude list, rather he, one thing he's grateful for. And he actually went through his list. He's like almost 50 years old. And uh, like late in his list, bourbon hit the list. And this is a pastor leading one of yep. the growingest churches in the country. And, and he stopped there. He's like, now, I know this is going to make a lot of you uncomfortable. He's like, and a lot of you, that does not need to be on your list. Yep. But for me, you know, I know, you know, I, I enjoy the taste of bourbon and, and I can have that, that one taste and I'm good. But some of you can't, you know, to your point, like you, some of you, one beer, at least yep. two, at least three. Next thing you know, you, you, you're six in. So if it's there and, it, and if, if it doesn't convict you, that's OK. But you need to be be cautious. Because, like you said, that walk, your testimony, there are people watching that, right? And you mm -hmm. want to make sure you, at least you do, you're doing all you can to show that light wherever you're at. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's good. I can't have one donut. Amen, man. That's, that's why it's Krispy Kreme, so man. I just don't eat them. I just don't <laughs> eat them. Because if I get one, I want two. I want three. I'm just like, forget it. I already forget it. I, I mean, that stuff's going to yep. be sitting in me for the next 21 days. So I might as well get a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right hey we'll take a quick break domingo we'll be right back i get a chance to talk to guys every week and one consistent struggle that keeps rising is the lack of community to address this we created the lion's den to start building a community of christian brothers with the aim of serving them resources to combat the darkness we are working hard to bring encouragement inspiration and tips to help you be the leader you're predestined to be. As part of the Lion's Den, you'll also be first in line with new opportunities, events, and resources that are designed to serve you in your journey. So hop over to thelionwithin.us to sign up for the Lion's Den. That's thelionwithin.us and become a member of the Lion's Den today. So I am curious to make so when, when we got connected to they, they, Ivan was telling me about this this new movie that you're working on, and you've done some movies in the past. And, and I'm curious, you know how how do how do you come up with the ideas for the movies, and how does that work from a Christian film standpoint? Just give us some insight, because we literally have never talked to anybody in the Christian film business before, so this is all new territory for us. Awesome, man! I think the I you said where did the ideas come from? The ideas really sometimes there are other people coming to me with ideas. Okay, and I just say, hey, that's brilliant. Let's let's work with that. So those, that's one way. Another way is just, you know, um, the Lord had given me ideas for a couple of different movies. 
I have wanted to do a, to do a series about new believers and things that they encounter um, on their walk to being sanctified. So there's one movie we did. It's a short film called Surprise, and it was based off something that actually happened. Uh, where it was a group of guys who were meeting at a pool hall and we were shooting pool and just hanging out. You know, we were hanging out. We ordered food and it, it looked like a, it was probably like a Friday night. It was probably about 10 of us all in this pool hall just hanging. It looked like, it looked like a little gang. So, you right. know, people kind of looking over like, what's going on over there? But they didn't know that we were we were all believers. Uh, and these two girls that came over and they were like, they were they were drunk. And so they came over to us hey what's up y'all and you know it was all like oh what's up what y'all doing tonight it's my girlfriend it's her birthday and I, you know we just kind of we're looking at each other like all right who's gonna whip the bible out and so right it was it was funny because um we ended up evangelizing to him and then the one girl was like you know stop dead in their tracks like oh man how are we gonna get out of here <laughs> <laughs> But that inspired me to do a I did a short film called Surprise, and it was based off of elements of that. So that's another film idea. Right. Um, uh, just uh, just things that you go through as a, as a believer where you're tempted and how the Lord provides a way out. Um, yeah. So that. Yeah. So the, the different movie ideas come from, it, you know, either from someone or real life events or the Lord says. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious your take too, because you know a lot of times when people think Christian films, they think low budget and maybe not high quality. I tell you what flipped that for me. I don't know if you've started if you've watched any of the Chosen. Uh, yeah. That 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 series is unbelievable. The, the quality, just the way it does, it walks right with the uh, the scriptures. They do they take liberties, yes, but they even tell you that they do, right? So it's just, you know, so they kind of just like put their 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 fist up to to the ones that, to the to the Bible people who are saying that you're not you know walking line by line but they just admit it like no we're not but we're yeah. we're taking some liberties but we're very very much aligned with the gospel so the chosen is for uh, for me and our family has really flipped our mindset of of, of Christian um, movies t- type of an entertainment if you will so yeah. how have you seen that in 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 the Christian yeah. film world has that been a a ripple yeah. effect or just just curious your take there. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the producers of that film, him and I talked, we talked for several hours, probably a couple of hours, a couple of years before Chosen came out. Uh And so, um, and I was telling him about my modern depiction of Jesus in the inner city. And so I released a film, a short film in 2012. I began, I had that conversation with him 2015. And I think Chosen may have came out two or three years later. Right. So it's been an interesting ride. And I yeah. just say, hey, I can't copyright the gospel. So I'm happy to see what they're doing with the chosen. Uh, we had this idea that came in 2007. And then I grabbed the cameras. We began shooting 2010, 11. We released the short film 2012. And I started working on a feature length version of it, 2013. And nice. That's what prompted the family to move to Atlanta in 2014. Okay. Well, it's been a long journey for this particular film. So I am familiar with Chosen, of uh, the Chosen, and um, our short film, YTF, stands for Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. Right. And so that's what YTF stands for, and now the feature-length version of that is called Yesterday, Today, Forever. And I believe you saw a, a trailer 
yes. a teaser, a teaser for the new one. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. give us some more, give us some more on that YTF. I mean, what, what, it, when is it going to come out? Where are you guys at? I'm just curious on, on how that process is going. It's been a, it's been an uphill battle. Um, wow. We don't have all the funds that we need to shoot. And so I'm definitely currently trying to seek the funds to shoot this. We do have the teaser and we do have the trailer that we did for YTF and we have the short film YTF, which is about 46 minutes long. So we have all of that, but now I'm trying to go ahead forward with this new, with the new film, the, uh, the feature length version of yesterday, today, forever. So we shot the teaser. We have the new script put together, new pitch deck. We have everything ready, just the funds. And I believe man, through your prayers and through those who are listening through prayers and if anybody wants to donate, oh man, we would definitely accept because we're going to help put this, we're going to put the Lord on the map and it won't be corny. Right. It won't be. So what you're talking about was an aspect of people hearing Christian film or Christian hip hop and it being corny and, and not appealing, excuse me, not appealing to those who are not walking with the Lord. And so this screenplay took us seven years to kind of define and get polished wow. up. Yeah, I started in 2014 and we finished it around 2021. Wow. Seven years of, of revisions to the screenplay just to get all the corniness out and to make sure that we still, anytime the Lord spoke, anytime Jesus speaks inside this film, it's like reading the red out of the Bible. Right. And, right. Um, but everything else around him is in a modern context. That's awesome. So what's the hardest part of that movie production? Once you have the funding, is the... Is the the shooting, the hardest part, or is it the post-production? What, give us some insight of something maybe the average person wouldn't know when it comes to making a movie there. What, where, where, do you, where, where the struggle is? I think the hardest part is behind. After the hardest, post. The, the hardest part is already behind us. Oh, Meaning okay. the, the seven years of script writing. Oh, okay. The seven years of, of screenplay revisions, the starting up of a company, trying to get the funds, closing a company down having money taken from you, the, you're sharing the idea. I'm, I'm going all over the country trying to get producers and, and get individuals to come alongside. That's been the roughest part. Gotcha. That's been the roughest part. Now it's like the screenplay is done. The vision is there. All I got to do is get the money. I can hire the actors. I can hire everybody that we need. and We can go ahead and make it. It's like the hard part is actually behind us already. Okay. Well, we're, we're, the guys that want to go check out, you know, where you have a YTF, maybe see the trailer, we'll put that link in the show notes. But is there, is there a particular website you want to point them to, to, to so they can learn more? Yeah, you go to DomingoGuyton.com. You go to DomingoGuyton.com. You'll see everything from the new teaser to the old YTF movie to the music videos. You'll see the songs. You'll see the store, the vinyl records. Um, yeah, you'll see everything in there, everything in DomingoGuyton.com. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll have that in the show notes for you guys. So we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back, guys. Most men know what it's like to do life in a vacuum and feel isolated on the journey. We believe every man needs a community to help them become the men they were created to be. More than just a website or podcast, we are a community of Christian men who are committed to supporting and encouraging one another on our journey to become the best 
versions of ourselves. We are men who have fought the good fight and come out victorious. The lion within us is here to help you stop feeling lost, defeated, and alone. Instead, find community and connection with other men that will help you achieve your goals, live a life of purpose, and be the leader God intends you to be. Visit thelionwithin.us to join the new growing Lions Den community today. So Domingo, I have learned a ton from you around the, the whole Christian rap, Christian movie industry. I never thought in a million years I'd be able to sit and talk to someone who's actually in this business. So thank you for sharing so much, my friend. I, on the line within us, we always do a lightning round towards the end of the conversation where we we, we fire off some things at you just to, and it, it just helps our listeners get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. So if you're willing to play, man, we'll jump in and, and have some fun here. I'm always up for a challenge, man. Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. So what's your favorite thing about God? His patience. Okay. Yeah. Without, without his patience, I mean, we're all doomed. Amen. So Amen. His patient, he was patient with me. And even now he's continuing to be patient with me as I'm wishy-washy as I'm flipping around and, you know, thinking I'm on fire for God and next minute I'm off and then I'm back on. And so God's patient. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? <sighs> the least favorite about Satan is that he's so powerful. Mm. That's what I don't, I don't like about Satan is that um, he has, he has power. Mm-hmm. Um, although God is the winner, we still have to currently deal with his power. Mm. The struggle is real for sure, man. So what's something that you, right now that you're struggling with? What am I struggling with? I, I mean, I just mentioned it. I struggle with, I'm saying to myself, okay, we did this short film in 2012. We got you know four awards here in Atlanta. Got a couple in California. It was a great film. I give it a B minus. I just want to be done and say, all right, I'll go on with my life. Right. And the Lord is like, no, you're not done yet. And so I forgot what the original question was, but there was a, that was the answer to it. Yeah. What, what are you struggling with? So I'm struggling with just staying on course and not, mm. you know, God says, if you know, if you say you got faith and you're wavering, you're going back and forth, then you'd basically just be tossed away. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're wavering. You need to be able to believe and have faith and continue going regardless, not being like Peter on the water and, and being wishy-washy. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm wishy-washy at times mm. because mm. I don't want to be in my own will. All right. You're all, that's, that's, that's why. I, now, when you think about the last year, 12 months, what did you spend too much time doing? I spent too much time social media. Man, I feel like we all are there, right? Man. Yep. It sucks you in. I mean, it's, sometimes it's good intentions, but it really is. It, it can be a suck. All right. Well, what do you wish you would have learned sooner about God? When you're looking back, what do you wish you would have known sooner about him? Because you said, what, 26 is when you got saved? Yep. So that's almost 20 years ago. Yep. So 
I think one thing I wish I would have learned earlier about God. I don't have to have it all figured out and come to him. Mm. I can come to him as I am. Right. Broken, a mess, women, weed, whatever. In those days, it was like you had to get yourself together to get to the Lord. Yeah. There's nothing nothing theological about that. No. No. Um, God wants us to come. You know, when he met Saul, Saul was in the middle. He was on his way. It wasn't like he it wasn't like he was at home thinking, oh, I got to get my life together. It was like, nah. he met him. He met him while he was on the way to go persecute. He was on. He was in route. Right. You know, he met that sinner on the cross. He was already almost dead. Right. And if it wasn't for his grace to him. He said, you know, this day. You will be with me in paradise. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for His grace, God's grace, and I wish I would have had much more understanding of that when I was younger. Amen. Two more questions, Domingo. So, what's a new habit that you want to create this year? A new habit. Hmm. A new habit. Can I say a habit I want to continue? Yeah, sure. That's sort of been new. I think within the last year or two. Okay. I've been trying to see if I can make somebody smile every day. Okay. So that's a great, I think that's, that's a great one. I think I want to just continue trying to do that. Like, you know, man, I'm in the grocery store. I'll say something, they'll crack a joke or something, and the, right. and the, and the person will look up and smile. I say, "You're smiling." There we go. Or my wife's with me. I'll say. Hey, they smile. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do. Just have somebody smile every day. Simple. There you go. There's power in that, my friend. Amen. Last question, Domingo. What's one thing that you hope the listeners out there remember from our conversation today? God is patient. He's patiently waiting for you. God also does not wait for you to get it together. He accepts you the way you are. And you don't have to get clean. You don't have to. It's not. I had this song called Work. That's another one of my favorite songs. Domingo Guyton, Work. I think in the song Work, I'm talking about he didn't have to clean me up, you know, clean up my, I didn't have to have clean urine. You know how you used to take a urine test to make sure you're not dirty with any drug. He'll take you dirty as you are dirty. He'll take you. And I I hope the listeners will, will, um, will take that to heart. That God will accept them the way they are. They don't have to go and clean themselves. You're going to try and clean yourself up to then get to God. You're never going to be there because none of us are clean. Right. Right. Well, Domingo, you survived the lightning round and feeding time. But you, you got through it. The lion within, man. Thank you so much, man. That's it. So for our listeners out there, anything else you'd like to share with them today? Man, I just appreciate you all for what you're doing to give platforms for us creators and us out here who are trying to find ways of getting, you know, our messages and things out to more people who ordinarily wouldn't be listening. And I just say, thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've done, what you're going to continue to do. And uh, please stay in contact with me. There's be ways that I can help. I would love to do so. Absolutely, my friend. And for the listeners, just one more reminder, go to the show notes. We'll have all the ways you can connect with Domingo with YTF, all the wonderful things he's doing, as well as those songs that he, 
he, he gave us earlier. So we'll, we'll make sure all that stuff is synced up for you. So Domingo, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the line within us. Amen. God bless, man. Thank you so much, man. Outside of God's word, what should you be reading to grow as a Christian leader? It can be daunting to see all the options available these days. To help bring you some sanity to your search, we compiled all of our featured books of the week so you can make wise choices and strengthen your mind. The topics range from health, wealth, and self, so there's something there for all you guys. Whether you're looking for books for yourself or maybe you're researching ideas for other men, this is going to be a resource that brings you value. So check out the lionwithin.us forward slash book to see what would serve you the best right now and start sharpening your mind to be that leader you're predestined to be. That's the lionwithin.us forward slash book to learn more. Domingo has done some great things out there. He's really made a big impact for the kingdom. Again, his movie, YTF, he, he's got a lot of things in process right there. We, we definitely want to, to support and encourage him. So go check out his website. Maybe check out the trailer. It's a really interesting trailer. I think you guys are going to enjoy that. The question I want you to think about this week, how would it look to move from pain to purpose in your life? Because, guys, we can't get stuck in that pain cycle. I get it. Life's going to throw us curveballs. It's going to be tough. We just can't get stuck there. We have to, we have to move. We got to keep moving forward. Okay. So just think about how would it look for you to move forward? So again, guys, if you enjoyed the line within us, share it with someone, go leave us a rating and review. That's two simple things you could do right there. Join our brand new community. Guys, there's links that's all over our, our, our go to our website to check it out. The lionwithin.us. We have a new online community. You can literally be part of the lion's den. We have lunches. We have Bible studies. We have group meetings. Guys, it's available. Also, we have courses. We have all sorts of content, guys, that is built to serve you, to help you be the leader you're predestined to be. Connect with us on Facebook. Connect with us on Instagram so you can see some of the things we're dropping out on social. Guys, we just want to be of some light for you. We, we get it. You're, you're in the dark world. You're fighting. You're in a battle for your, for your home, for your finances, for your career, for your kids. We want to come alongside of you and help you just to know, look, you don't have to do this alone. So go check out the linewithin.us for all that information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. It means more to me, guys, than, than, than words can express. So thank you again. Come back on Friday. I got some great tips for you for on our fun Friday episode. Looking forward to sharing those with you. So again, I pray that this one serves you well. Have a great day. Get after it. Unleash the lion within. 